How did the COVID-19 pandemic affect clinical outcomes in patients with diabetes? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Senior Vice President and Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. Non-COVID-19 related deaths increased among patients with diabetes during the pandemic. This according to a study published in the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology. In the systemic review of 138 studies comprising over 1 million patients, all-cause mortality and diabetes-related mortality consistently increased from January 2020 to June 2023, and most studies also indicated increase in vision loss. In general, data suggested no difference in diabetic ketoacidosis frequency or severity in adult patients, while most studies showed increases in children and adolescents. Hospital admissions decreased for adults with diabetes. However, there were increases in diabetic-related admissions to pediatric intensive care units. Where reported, the impact was most pronounced for women, younger people, and racially and ethnically minority groups. In our next story, we learned that the Prostate Cancer Foundation has issued guidelines for prostate-specific antigen-based prostate screening tests in black men from the United States. Researchers presented the new recommendations at the 2024 ASCO Genitourinary Cancer Symposium. According to the guideline, baseline PSA testing for black men should begin between ages 40 and 45. Based on the results, annual screening should be considered. An analysis of cohort studies concluded that lowering the age for baseline PSA testing, followed by regular screening intervals until age 70, could reduce prostate cancer mortality in black men by approximately 30%, without significantly increasing the rate of overdiagnosis. And finally, new findings published in the American Journal of Psychiatry uncover the brain mechanism behind the acute effects of cognitive behavioral therapy in unmedicated children with anxiety disorders. In the study, 69 children with anxiety who received CBT and 69 matched controls completed a threat processing task during functional MRI before and after treatment. The researchers also tested the stability of anxiety-related neural differences without treatment in 87 adolescents at temperamental risk for anxiety. After 12 weeks of CBT, children with anxiety showed a clinically significant decrease in anxiety symptoms and improved functioning. Furthermore, frontal parietal hyperactivity normalized over the course of the treatment in children with anxiety, declining to levels that were equal to or lower than those of the control. In adolescents at temperamental risk for anxiety, higher brain activity was related to increased anxiety symptoms over time and matched the brain activity seen in children diagnosed with an anxiety disorder before treatment. This suggests that treatment-related changes in patients with anxiety may not be attributed solely to the passage of time. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Echo Flash Briefing Medical News Roundup and just ask, what's my flash briefing? Thanks today to Gabrielle Mastello for selecting and editing our stories and to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we go the latest stories in the world of medicine.